Welcome to the Nobody Told Me That podcast. My name is Teresa Duncan, and my goal is to share information that you probably weren't thinking about. I love preparing my friends for situations that may come completely out of the blue. I also want to share with you many of the tidbits I picked up over the years. If you absolutely have to tune out before the end of the show, make sure you check out the show notes for more details and information on today's topic. And thank you so much for making me a part of your day. All right. I'm back on the Hinman show floor, and I am joined by Brad James, who is the Director of Partner Relationships with Clear. And it has been a really fun time on this podcast uh, lounge because Hinman's never done this before. So, Brad, you're part of like an inaugural event. Isn't that awesome? It's amazing. (laughs) And this is the first time that we finally have gotten to meet face-to-face. That is true. Brad and I have, as so many people have during this quarantine, pandemic, whatever, we have learned to view each other virtually. Like, I almost feel like <laughs> you should have a background yeah. behind you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have, like, the light blur right. in my background. <laughs> and I usually have a dog behind me. Yes. So that's, that's typically how it goes. So Brad and I talk often because membership plans are something that the whole industry is taking a look at, especially, especially wanting to go out of network, right? Mm. So a lot of people are coming to you because of that. But it's not just that. There are people even in network very heavy PPO participation that feel like they have to have something else to offer. Do you do you see people coming to you as a response to getting out of network more, or is it more just everybody's seeing membership plans now and they want to be a part of that? What are, what are you seeing? I think it's a combination, especially for the practices that plan on dropping one PPO, getting out of network with several, or maybe it's their ambitions to be fully fee-for-service. Whatever it is, it's definitely a part of, it, it's a piece of the puzzle for them. Um, they see it as value for their patients, especially when it comes to retaining some of those patients that may be a part of that network that they're dropping. Okay. Um, you know, it's not always guaranteed that they'll stick around, especially if it's employer-sponsored. But when we're seeing a lot of these patients that are, a part of the great resignation, Mm. whether it's they're starting a small business, they are in the gig economy, or maybe they're retiring early. Those are the types of patients where they may not have really considered it for a long time. And you just want something like that's in place to make that conversation even easier for your front office team when you're just like, hey, we're dropping (laughs) so-and-so. Good luck. Right. <laughs> Please stay in our pl- practice. Don't go to anyone else. Yeah, no begging. Right? Yeah. We shouldn't be begging. You mentioned employer, and mm-hmm. one of the products that Clear has, which I, I think is really innovative, is the employer care. Am I saying that Correct. correctly? Correct, yes. And, and it's you all reaching out to local employers on behalf of your clients and mm-hmm. saying, hey, maybe you should look at a membership plan, which is something I think many experienced office managers would like to do. They just don't have the time. They don't know where to start. So... Um, how how has that taken off? So it's it's fun because right now we're I would say we're in the quote unquote pilot stage where every practice has access to it. They can use it if they want. Like you said, a lot of practices are so busy. It, you know, it's a part of their goals, but um, it's something I guess they're putting on the back burner for the time. But for the practices that are trying it out, we're working directly with them. We're figuring out what's working, what doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. pretty fun. It's like 
a lot of these dentists are very, you know, they're science majors in college. So we're kind of doing some type of like scientific experimentation where <laughs> we're, it's trial and error. We're testing yeah. what's working, what doesn't. So with a lot of these practices, what we're seeing, and this is, you know, for any listeners that might do it, have their own membership plan, maybe they're a clear customer, maybe they use another third party. Uh, some of the best practices that we're seeing is have conversations with your active patients first. I mean, there's a lot of small business employer, employers and a lot of small business employees out there. Mm -hmm. So you don't know how many are a part of your practice. Yeah. Have conversations, figure out what they're doing. And typically when you start getting that those conversations going, you'll be surprised at how many small business owners there are, how many um, how many employees that there's small businesses there are. So that's always the best way to do it. Try with your active patients. Gauge, gauge their interests. Mm -hmm. See if it's something that they'd be interested in learning more about. Yeah. And that's always just the best way to have a conversation. And like worst case scenario, that patient, their takeaway is going to be, wow, this dentist is starting to look into some better care options for their patients. Like right. it's, it's very empathetic. It's very compassionate. So there's... Uh, that's always the best way to do it. Try with your active patients or, mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a shopping center, maybe uh, knock on some doors. I know sure. it's not necessarily the, the sexiest thing, but you can always just go out and, and test that out and see what, what their level of interest is. Absolutely. Well, one, one thing that I think a lot of offices don't realize is that we're competing with the cost of the premium, mm -hmm. the dental premium. And for the, I'm doing a PPO workshop mm -hmm. here at Hinman. And one of the things I did was I looked at the large employers in the area and I was able to track down their premiums, how much they're paying per premium or per month. And if you took a look at their yearly, I mean, it's about, 400 something, $425, right? And membership plans are typically priced around that, some lower, some higher, depending on what's offered. But there's this perception that the membership plan is way more mm -hmm. than if somebody if somebody gets insurance through their company. So, you know, why why would they pay extra for a membership plan? But they don't realize many times the they're paying more actually mm -hmm. for their, their dental coverage. And it's only what, a thousand or fifteen hundred. So mm -hmm. There's definitely some some benefits to that. Is that are those the conversations that the offices are having, or do, are they not at that level yet where they're looking at the premiums? Do you think? No, I mean it's a great point. We actually see so the number that you threw out there, premiums are somewhere around 400 something. We see pay, uh, the premium plus deductible. The average is $507 okay. for the year okay. for each employee. So that adds up if you're a small business and you know you're. Say you're a restaurant and your margins are pretty thin already. That's a lot to contribute per per employee, and when there's a lot of turnover. But what we do that kind of changes it a bit is we allow these employers to determine what contribution level they want to contribute for each employee. So they can contribute as much as 500 if they want, or they can contribute 50 dollars for the year for the membership plan. So okay. it gives. Very much with like with patients and with practices, how we're looking to remove the red tape that comes with insurance. We're looking to do that for the employer as well, because it's a really expensive barrier that a lot of small business owners can overcome. So what can we do to find it and be more accommodating for those business owners and their employees? Because our research shows that the business owners want to show that their employees that they care about their overall health, Absolutely. they care about their well-being, and that's the best way to retain and attract new talent. It's 
show them you care. Oh my goodness, the attraction and retention of employees now, as, as you know, you and I, I feel like I, I just complain about it a lot anyways on our mm -hmm. calls, but it is something that we see all the time. And you know, I've trained people in offices and then two months later the doctor's calling and saying, I, I they're gone already. Yeah. And that's got to hurt, too, for a company like yourself where you set it up and everything, and then you've got a whole new person that's calling up and saying, I don't know. what a, My doctor just said to call and get, get good with clear. What do I do now? You guys have training, though, online, right? I want to make sure people know that because this happens all of the time. We do. Uh, so they'll, they'll have access to a training library where we've broken down all the videos into, like, very digestible small snippets of, like, one, two, three minutes. Yeah. So it's not this huge 20-minute video where they have to look and, you know, keep their attention going and whatnot. If they, if they get busy, they got to get pulled into the operatory. So we break it down to snippets. Um, and I think it, it is important to know, like, right now, a lot of these practices, like, the staffing shortage definitely applies to dentistry. Of course. It applies yeah. to so many industries right now. And that's where you're starting to see in the past – a lot of these dentists are trying to backfill these roles traditionally, just like any other job. Mm -hmm. But right now, the supply just isn't there. Right. There's no inventory for new employees. It's just not there. So yeah. what can the dentists do or what can the practice owners do to allow their team to uh, continue to function at this high clip without burdening them with too much? And that's right. where... You know, you don't want to outsource everything, <laughs> but like you need to really pick and choose your battles, evaluate what is something that'll really make my team's li lives easier. And, you know, that is something where we're hoping that some of these practices are considering with their membership plans. They would like to consider outsourcing it. But yeah. to your point, whether it's a new employee that's coming in or someone that we've been working with for years, that having this membership plan in place and where we have all this technological automation, that is a very, uh, con that's some consistency that mm -hmm. they can at least keep because if someone's just like keeping it in a notebook and then they leave, you know, what's the verbiage, what's right. the terminology, this doesn't really add up with this. That is where that knowledge goes with that employee, where something like clear or other technology platforms like, um, like I know some good ones are like Medento or whatever, but right. where you see like some other platforms out there, they just keep that consistency going. Well, it's tough when you're tracking it either on your practice management software or in that notebook, like you said, because one thing I want to see always with the new technology or new service is what's the ROI. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to track that unless you sit and re-enter everything in and, and no one has the time to do that. So I, I always say whatever you can do to shave jobs off that you really don't need to be doing. I mean, office managers are responsible for so much. And yeah. membership plans is one, to me, it's low-hanging fruit to, to put out because it just is easier. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to have to track one more thing. I track enough, right? <laughs> so, but I love that you said 20 minutes is like, it, that's a long video. You're saying one one to three minute snippets, and now all of a sudden 20 minutes is a long video. It's like, but that's, that's how it is nowadays. It's so funny, people attention with the attention spans of like goldfish or flies <laughs> and I'm, I'm guilty of it sometimes right. but <laughs> I think I, I and I didn't mean necessarily that 20 minute videos are long I just mean in the office where things can get hectic sure they have to get pulled here pulled there yeah patients being tough right. they have to address this that's more so just like make sure that they can get through it easier yeah and just be able to actually like measure it because sometimes you leave a video and you're like 
did I leave it 16 minutes or 12 <laughs> minutes? And then you click around. This looks totally new to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that, would, that would be my situation. Exactly. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming over here, and I want everyone to check out Clear. What is the website? How do they get in touch with your company? So they can go to www.clear.com, which is K-L-E-E-R. Um, or if they just want to learn more and have a conversation, they can just email me. It's Brad at clear.com. Very easy. Yes. Very easy. Well, thank you very much. And uh, dear listeners, as always, I appreciate that you take the time to listen to me and also to spend some of this time on the Hinman Podcast Lounge. I want to thank Hinman for hosting us. This has been just phenomenal. Later. We're all super busy, so thank you for making time for me today. The show notes will have any links that we referenced in this episode. You can also find links for my book and for my live events and webinar schedule. I speak often around the country on management and insurance issues. Come hang out with me in one of my classes. I promise you'll laugh and learn.